For my site visit today, I'm going to be going to Hill Air Force Base's Aerospace Museum. I haven't been there since I was a child, so I'm pretty excited to go. It'll be a good experience. And it's not a topic that I have a lot of background in, so it'll be interesting to see how military history in aviation is going to be presented and dealt with. There's something to be said for the scope. The visuals are quite expansive. As you stare out over the Ilb. As you enter the hangar that serves as the centerpiece of the museum, there's little in the way of sound other than echoes, but that echo does reinforce a sense of scale, maybe even authenticity to a certain degree. It's tough to argue that the sense this appeals most to is visual. Just seeing the size of the plane, seeing them up close, creates a sense of awe, certainly. An example of the informative plaques would be a history of the JN-4D Jenny. The JN aircraft series combined the features of the Curtis J and N models. With the United States entry into World War I, the Signal Corps ordered large amount of quantities of the aircraft to be manufactured. Shortly after, the JN-4D became America's most famous World War I training plane. After the war, these aircraft functioned as barnstormers, air show performers, and could be purchased for $50. Concise very informative sentences like that allow the general public to walk away informed on something they would have otherwise not been able to synthesize. It's very well written. In one corner of the hangar there's a small mock-up of a house with service stars in the corner modeled after the World War II service stars. It's a pretty neat addition to help immerse people in the time period. Looking for an opportunity for touch is fairly limited in this museum, but there are a few places where you can walk by a plane and touch the individually placed rivets and it gives you a sense of just how much work went into creating one of these machines. We had a real problem with engine number three when the cockpit filled full of smoke and Doris didn't take any instructions, she didn't hesitate one minute. Now I'm sitting back beside the engineer, I'm back out of the way. I never opened my mouth. My engineer looked at me, you know, told us news. Wait. I turned to look and Dusenberry was our flight engineer and uh, sure enough uh, and so I, I, I told him to, to 
feather number three pull a fire extinguisher, which he did. That was the segment from a video describing the wasps. During World War II, the women Air Force Service pilots. That sound you hear is dog tags clinging together that are meant to symbolize the fallen Utah Air Force members. That's a pretty powerful, visceral way to appeal to the senses and send the impactful point. As you transition out of the primary hangar, there's a secondary hangar for fighter planes. It's an interesting contrast as you get a little closer to some of the planes and staring at these jet fighters straight on is quite an intimidating look. Also, their prop and exhaust, or excuse me, their exhaust has a very different scale of power to it than the previous prop jets, mostly from World War II. There was a neat experience where you got to go within the body of a C-130 and sit in the seats that a Air Force serviceman would have sat in. It was very interesting to get inside one and kind of feel the, experience the feeling of being inside one of those planes, which from the outside look massive, but once you're inside, you really feel the claustrophobia of it. It is tough not to get enthused about the size and statistical information they give on the SR-71 Blackbird. It's able to travel from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. in a little over an hour. That's pretty amazing. One thing that was refreshing about this museum was that it was not solely focused on military history. On, along the outside edges of the hangar, there's a lot of information about the social history as it relates to home front information during wars, recreational use of some of the airplanes, and the economic implications of what's happening, as well as the life of the members of the military. I think one thing that has to be a major takeaway from this museum is the impressive scope of aviation history that's represented from early replicas of Wright Flyers through World War I, World War II aircraft, obviously focusing mostly on military aircraft, but World War I, World War II aircraft, Vietnam era aircraft, post-Vietnam era aircraft. It certainly has a wider range of both types, sizes, functions, and it's well presented. The overall experience at Hill Air Force Base was a very positive one. Although I'm not an expert on aviation history, I feel like this was a very well presented setting, a set of displays. 
I was pleasantly surprised with the number of different ways that you could experience Hill Air Force Base's museum with the five senses.